Hello, and welcome to the first episode of our podcast, Noetic Fitness with personal trainer and creator of Megan Madeira Fitness, Megan Madeira, and her science nerd brother, Brian Madeira. We are here to explore the broad field of fitness, including ways to improve your mood, manifest health into existence, ways to improve the musculature of your body, and so much more. Let's find out what we are capable of together. On today's episode, we will be discussing how to start a fitness journey. We will be answering questions like, why wait to start one, the four best ways to start, and how to maintain. Also, we will be sharing our own personal fitness journeys, how we started, and how we made it a lifelong hobby. Let's get started. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first official podcast episode of Brian and Megan. (laughs) No Attic Fitness. No Attic Fitness. We are ready to roll. It's been a minute because uh, this one over here decided to get COVID right after our trailer, and then we remodeled my gym. Mm -hmm. So that put us like a month out. But we're excited to be here. We're ready to do this. And we're just going to dive right in and start talking about our fitness journeys and why it is such an important thing in our life. That's right. And we're going to try to match the energy we had earlier because here at Noetic Fitness, we only have the finest technology. And sometimes that malfunctions and we have to re-record our beginning part of the podcast. So the first episode, we're off to a great start. So Megan Madeira. How did you get into fitness? Let's let's start with your journey. Well, it definitely started with my three brothers and my father, who were always been very involved with fitness. Growing up, I kind of watched them, you know, do their thing. Dad calls it iron. He'd always go out, you know, get his iron pump on for the day. And still, I, <laughs> to this still, day. Yep, still. You ask him, he'll tell you I just got done pumping iron. But I remember one of my first ep- episodes, workouts, was with Bub. And, oh, by the way, guys, that's Brian. His nickname for me is Bub. So if you're unsure of who I'm referring to, that is him. But one of my first workouts was with him. And I remember being very confused, not having any idea what I was doing. He put me through all kinds of exercises. And I remember asking him, like, well, why can't we be doing this and this and that? And he was like, well, because you got to hit this muscle group with this muscle group, like back and bicep and chest and tricep. And it was a long road ahead of me. And I did not realize that, but he got me through a lot of it. And then my boyfriend, Ethan was really involved with working out. And when him and I started dating, I started learning a lot from him at the gym. And then one of my best friends was doing a bikini competition And I decided that I wanted to try that out. So I did. And when I was backstage with all the coaches, the atmosphere was just amazing. And I knew right then and there that I wanted to be a coach because I loved watching them amp their clients up. My coaches were amping me up. And I was like, man, I want to do this. So that is how I became a personal trainer and Ever since then, I've just always made fitness a huge aspect, part of my life, aspect, part of my life, a big <laughs> part of my life. <laughs> when you, when you're doing the competition, um, when was the, like, where, when, because it was Sheena, was that who was doing yes. the competition? When you were backstage, was it with like seeing her and her coaches backstage or was it your experience being coached? Mine. It was me backstage. So I had a coach that trained me all throughout 
and I knew she was going to be moving potentially. And she did move and she moved. I think like it was three, two weeks before the show. I had a complete meltdown and was like, no, you can't leave me. But she found me another coach and her and I hit it off. We worked great together, but there was moments where she would have to leave me because she was actually working the show, like handing out medals and all that. So I was kind of backstage just, you know, mingling and watching all the coaches. And that's where I was like, wow, this is really awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking before, but would you do it again? The, the bikini no. competition stuff? No, I, I don't have the desire to ever want to go through prep or be that kind of strict in my lifestyle ever again. I just have no desire for it. It was amazing. And it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. The feeling of stepping on stage is incredible because for me, it wasn't showing off my body. It was showing off that I did it, Mm. that I made it through prep and I'm here walking on stage. And I was, it's an incredible feeling because it shows off your hard work. And no, that's really cool. Like how you just put that. I never thought about it. I was like, you're shaking your head at me. (laughs) Yeah, Because just, that idea is really cool. Like, it's not like I'm not showing off the body. I'm showing off the accomplishment that I did because the things that you do to do that kind of competition is rigorous. And I remember on, even on a family vacation, you had to package up your food mm-hmm. and bring it. Like, did you, okay. Did you package it up and fly? You did. You had to check on your food. <laughs> yep. And then they had to check my stuff because it, when it went through the scanner, something popped up. And so they literally pulled apart everything and you and dad were like, seriously. <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's right. But yeah, I remember you were, you were strict about it. I mean, it showed because you, you did really good in the competition, but I don't, I don't know. I would never want to live that lifestyle for a long period of time. No. With chicken, rice, and broccoli. and It gets very old. It's it's an amazing sport. And oh, those... no seasoning. Yeah. No You're going to do any seasoning either, right? Going towards the end, sodium, just for water, bloat, oh, all that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but you're so hungry at that point that it tastes amazing, mm. which is Bland gross. chicken. Boiled. Been... <laughs> Boiled chicken. Just... Ew. <laughs> Poor Ethan would pull it out and shred it for me, and he's just like, here you go. Thanks. Oh my gosh. I remember we would get the frozen bags of Tyson chicken. And mm-hmm. when you would boil that chicken, like the fat residue would boil at the top and it had like that weird, eerie, gross stuff. So when you say I ate boiled chicken, I'm imagining the little floaters in the boiled water. Yeah. Yeah. Not very appealing. But like I said, when you're so hungry, it's like anything looks good and tastes good at that point. Yeah. But, but- you've, through all this, you've educated yourself mm-hmm. and now you're more apt to a balanced lifestyle through yes. your fitness journey. Yes. Much happier lifestyle that way too, for me personally. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where I'm at. So I guess the question is now. Well, what license do you have? Cause I know there's a lot. Yeah. A certified personal trainer. And through, cause. Through NASM. NASM. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have any aspirations to get more licenses? Oh yeah. Lots of them. One that I'm wanting to go into um, or I've been looking into is a hormone. Oh, that's right. I, I vaguely remember you talking about that. Hormones are whack. Hormones are whack? <laughs> <laughs> Your hormones or hormones in general? <laughs> no, hormones in general. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a lot that I want to. I think that would be really freaking cool to go into hormones. Mm-hmm. I, I remember briefly talking about that, but. Uh, even just how much, how much your gut biome regulates hormones, and that is directly related to what you're eating, yep. and that's gigantic. 
And also, because you, I, I, you're probably comfortable talking about, but the acne issue, is that a hormonal issue? Mm-hmm. And it can that, be, yeah. Is that part of the inspiration to go health. into it? Yeah. Um, and just with clients, things that pop up, friends, mm-hmm. things that pop up with them, and we talk about it, and there's just so much to know about it. So you no know, matter what, it's just helpful to have have more of an idea of things. What would that look like, a hormonal certificate? Would it be like on a dietary side? I guess that's what I'm kind of confused on. I don't know yet because I haven't chose the course that I want. So it'll just, when I get in and dive deeper, I'll figure that out. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do anything diet, like a diet certificate? Or, or do you want to be more hands off on that? I don't know mm-hmm. how you go about yes that. Yes no. I do. And I don't. Because I like the nutrition side of things and I like to learn about a lot of the nutrition side of things, but I don't want my job to be centered 100% around food. Mm, gotcha. I like the training part of things. Gotcha. So having education and nutrition, absolutely. But making that like a staple in what I do, no. Gotcha. Cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I guess we'll segue over into my fitness journey, which started as just sports and the friends that I had. Um, honestly, if I really think about it, now that I'm really trying to like dive into this, it was probably around oh, seventh or eighth grade when I I, I, I I think I went through like a puberty stage pretty quick. Cause like at one point I was just, I was so unathletic. And then all of a sudden I realized I was fast. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I have something athletic about myself. I can run fast. And then that kind of like kickstarted the whole fitness, like really fitness journey for me. Because back then I was just kind of, I was taller and bigger so I could play sports, but I wasn't coordinated. I wasn't knowledgeable on any of this stuff. I was just kind of a bigger kid. Mm-hmm. But then now I have an athletic talent. Cool. So I tried to hone that exercise and just class, I don't know, strength and training classes, sports in general, started to build that habit up. And uh, then it just became normal routine like that's all i did was i would exercise my day would feel incomplete if i didn't exercise and that's carried with me throughout high school and throughout college to where now i've kind of ran into an issue with myself because i am i am now an adult and i'm defining who i am Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out who i am fitness has been a big part of my life but i'm starting to not enjoy it so much because the habit that i have built up is just a routine of going and lifting weights and there's no like internal joy within that. It's just a habit that I've always kind of done. And now it's getting harder and harder to go to the gym because I'm uninterested. And even more so, it's more of a way to fuel my caffeine addiction because to get to the gym, I'll drink an energy drink and that'll pump me up and I'll get super pumped just to do that. And then I'll go to the gym and work out. Um, so through this process of figuring out how to exercise, I've, I've now found a new routine where I don't, I'm starting to realize that the gym, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the gym because of the pressures that might come with the gym for one. Uh, this is weird. It's kind of contradictory. It's, I feel lazy because I don't want to drive to the gym. I just kind of want the gym to be there, like in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've developed a workout routine that's at home and that's giving me peace. And then I'm not competing with anyone else. Um, I would, it would be a kind of a, a standard, not a standard, a, a habit of mine to go into the gym with an intention to lift a certain way. And the minute a guy walked through the door, my intention would change to be a show off. And, uh, so that has kind of taken the pressure off. So now I exercise the way that I want to exercise and that has been great. Um, <laughs> how am I going in on this? How my, how I've had my fitness journey, I guess ultimately is 
the fitness journey. It's a fitness journey. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And there's been ups and downs. And ultimately, it's just been refining the habit to find out what exercise routine actually works for me and what diet routine works for me also. Because throughout a couple of years now, we've been trying different diets and seeing which ones actually fit for us. And ultimately, that is really huge, too, to fuel my, not just my body, but I, I never realized how much you need to be fueling your brain. Mm-hmm. With like healthy fats so that you can actually have the cognitive function to, to not only just have the natural energy to want to go and do something, but be open-minded to the things that you're going to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, my fitness journey has been one of long-term habit and then reinvention. Would be Absolutely. A for that. Yeah. I mean, I think all of our fitness journeys have definitely transformed or changed for a better word along the way. Because I remember when you guys want to lift like all the heavy weight and I wanted to lift all the heavy weight Mm -hmm. and I still do. I still love lifting heavy weight, but there are certain movements like deadlifts and squats. I do not have any desire to try to lift 300, 400, maybe 200. I feel pretty comfortable with, but anything higher than that, I don't know. I just don't. Hip thrust is a different story because I love those, but I mean, I don't know. I've changed my like fitness routine a lot as the years have gone by mm-hmm. from doing like back and bicep to full body workouts or just doing whatever feels good. And that's where I found my joy. No, I think that's really important too. I mm-hmm. think it was my professor that brought up this idea to me, which was, it's kind of ironic because he's divorced, <laughs> but it was the idea of to keep a marriage successful, you need to be trying new things like going to new concerts and new activities and things like that. But that idea is applicable to everything in life. Like if you're going to have a successful finish journey, you need to be trying new things Mm -hmm. to keep it interesting. And because there is, there's a million different ways to even just lift your shoulders. Like, Oh, I'm going to have a shoulder day. How am I going to do it? Because there's so many different options. You don't just have to go into the gym and do military press. Like there are so many different things you can try. Yeah. I actually enjoy days where I don't want to lift heavy. Like you just work on isolation and you work on lower Mm. reps, but trying to target like your lateral delts in a different way that day. Then you wake up the next day and you're like, Oh my God, I'm so sore. (laughs) Dude. That's what gets me so excited right now because I have lifted forever that when I, this thing, my routine right now is to go into the sunroom and I pick a group. Like it's not even just like a pairing. It's just like, I'm going to do my chest or I'm going to do my triceps. And I just resistance band the heck out of it. And I go nuts on reps. And the next morning I'm so sore. I'm like, yes, man. Yeah. Cause like I, in my, I guess it's probably realistic. It's like when I'm sore, I know that I worked out good. Mm-hmm. Like it was a successful workout. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to get sore every single time. But I, to me, it's like, that's a sign of a great workout. Like I'm sore. Yeah, no, it is. But I'm glad you said like, you don't have to be sore every time because it's true. When clients start, they're like, I'm not sore. Like, why am I not sore? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to be sore every time. Like if you were going in, getting yourself sore every single time, your recovery time should probably be a lot longer or you just need to chill out a little bit Mm -hmm. in the weights. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But no, because I had, I had a habit of, just going to the gym because it felt like my day wasn't complete unless I did so. And it actually became a pretty negative aspect of my life um, because I would force myself to go and do something even though I, first off, necessarily didn't need to because I've been working out six days in a row. I'm going on day seven and there's been no rest. But the weird thing about it is that I, I never got sore. I'm working out way less in a lot less weight 
but I'm constantly getting, like I'm getting more sore now and I'm feeling much more stronger. So I don't, I don't know. That's really, that's been an interesting dynamic in my change of exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like to work on mobility stabilization. I love still my heavy weights, like I said, but I love going out there and like trying moves that are more challenging than just picking up instead of dumbbells and doing a shoulder press. Like mm-hmm. I like to practice single leg work or single arm, just all random moves that I don't typically do. Ankle mobility has been a pretty big one of mine lately because I've realized how I'm lacking in that area with my range of motion. So that's been pretty challenging. And it can be really frustrating for me too because I'm so used to doing specific things. So then when I go and try to do this, I'm like, why can't I do this? So then I have to myself like evaluate myself and figure out why I can't do this. And then from there I have to improve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, <laughs> one thing, I don't know why I'm laughing at this because, okay, I'm laughing at it because they're in, in the, in the generation that I grew up in, if I were to have done booty band workouts, I would have been made fun of like, there's no <laughs> way. So now, now today we're like, Working your butt is really important because, like, that's the engine. Um, yes, it is your engine. And you know what's funny is I remember a couple years back when I was, like, really into glute workouts and you would come and work out with me. You're like, dude, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> like, that's you right. Too, it's important. But you wouldn't. You would do a couple. And then, like, when hip thrust got really popular, I remember you were kind of like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. But now I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. And even when I'm doing my at-home leg workouts, I'll strap the uh, booty band around my thighs and I'll just do s- squats with that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, that works the butt so freaking insane. Yeah. Like it, that doing, okay, just putting the resistance band around my legs and squatting a couple times is has been almost harder than putting 315 on my back and getting a couple reps in. Uh-huh. Like it's ridiculous like how simple exercise can be and yeah. how challenging it can be. It's true. You don't have to overcomplicate it. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused. Um, but then again, if I, w- I wouldn't have clients if everything was just out there for you. I mean, there is. Like you, could, you can find everything out there that you need. Mm-hmm. But I obviously help a lot of people take the complicated from it. No, that's actually really good. Because yeah, I'm starting to learn that you can't really take anything at face value. Um, I got into the habit of listening to some podcasts, just fitness people and biohackers and things like that. And I was taking their word as like religion. And ultimately, it's, it's, it can be information overload. And it may not specifically work for your body. So like having someone like you that mm-hmm. is a personal trainer that is doing this stuff, that is seeing the research and that is seeing all these things and is trying them out. Like you, you are a resource for people to be like, Hey, I heard this thing. Like, what do you think about this? And then you're like, well, yeah, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. Cause yeah. Then Ben Greenfield was a huge source for me. And, and ultimately, I don't know. So Ben Greenfield and Dave Asprey are really big biohackers. And Dave Asprey was the one that does the bulletproof diet that I dive pretty freaking head first into. And mm-hmm. some of it, some of it is good, I think. Um, but some of it is kind of scary. Because there is some really interesting research about MCT oil clogging your arteries, clogging your arteries, clogging, clogging something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that diet uses a lot of those healthy fats and, and like everything they eat. So I'm like, okay, I can understand where it's coming from. But also there's this other side of science that is saying like, it could be detrimental to your health. So it's like, how, who do you listen to throughout all this uh, 
fitness information? Well, it's tough. I mean, because there's so many, you can go and do research on it and you're going to find a bunch of pros about why you should be doing this. And then you're going to go and find a bunch of cons as to why you shouldn't. And my answer is just go back to your balanced diet where you're not cutting out any food groups. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, it's the, uh, it's the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Just yes. eat your healthy foods, eat your whole foods. Like yes. I feel like just generally mm-hmm. that eat your whole foods, stay away from processed anything as much as possible. Listen, right? if you want to have energy, you want to feel good, you want to lose weight, you got to be patient and you got to give your diet mm. time to work. Meaning when you start incorporating your specific macros or calories, or if you don't enjoy tracking, then just focus on eating clean mm-hmm. and let that. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. He just gave me a random thumbs up. And I was like, wait, is that a cue? Like, what I'm does saying, that mean? dude, you're doing so good. This is really swell. Sure is now. God. No, but I think that's really, I think that's really cool to say that because we are so focused on quick fixes. And like, yes. there's so many catchphrases like this diet will help you lose weight in 10 days. And it's like, whoa, I can't wait to try that out. But ultimately those things do work. Yep. But in the short term, and you almost always will gain that weight back because you're not implementing the, the lifelong changes mm-hmm. and just having the patience to trust the diet, trust what you're eating. Yeah. Two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, it's really, uh, it is frustrating to me when I have someone come to me and they're like, I'm doing this diet. I'm going to lose this much weight. I want you to work out with me or I'm going to only eat 800 calories and work out with you, but you're going to have to lower my exercise intensity so that I can actually make it through the workout since I won't be eating that much food. And I know I'll get lightheaded and dizzy. And I have actually had a client tell me that before. And I was honest with her and I said, I don't think that's a healthy diet. You should not be doing that. You should be eating way more calories every single day. And it was just kind of a constant battle because it's really hard for people to understand that they should be eating more food and not less food. Oh man, this gets me excited. It gets me excited for our future podcast when we're talking about like caloric deficits and mm-hmm. should you do them and diets and trends and stuff yeah. like that. But I think that was a, that's a, that's a topic for another day before we get too deep into that. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. We will cover those kinds of topics and more in this podcast. So I think that's a good summary of our fitness journey. Do you have anything else to add on your journey? No, just that if you don't have fitness in your life, you should 100% add it into your daily lifestyle. So let's segue into our first question. Um, Why wait to start? You. Yeah, you want to you want to start? It? Here, I can get Wait, it. What? I thought you were gonna ask me another question. I wasn't ready. Well, that's it. Why? I mean, I don't think you should wait to start. There's never a right time, and I get told all the time, "I'm busy. I have this. I have that." And to a certain extent, there's almost always time in your day to do a little bit of some sort of movement. Mm-hmm. Even if you can't get to the gym. You can like what Bub does. He likes to just go into a sunroom, take some resistance bands and just move. Do a couple movements that make you feel good. It doesn't have to be 
lifting weights. It doesn't have to be your cardio workout. And I know a lot of us are so stuck on the fact that if we can't make it to the gym and do our workout, then it's not a workout at all. And it doesn't count. Well, that's far from the truth. You can do literally any kind of movement because no matter what you're doing, you are fully benefiting yourself. Mm -hmm. So why wait to start? Just start, start by doing something. Don't, um, don't wait any longer because the longer you wait, the more reasons you are going to come up with excuses and you're, you're just, you're never going to start at that point. Mm -hmm. Because it goes into the a habit issue. Mm -hmm. um, because if you have, if you have a habit of starting something and stopping and then just repetitively doing that, that, that is a habit and you're going to continue to do that. And the sooner that you start going against that habit and creating a new one of, 20 minutes of exercise a day or a little bit of movement every single day, mm -hmm. you're going to start to rewire your brain and you're going to start to develop that habit and it's going to become easier because what, what you're doing with these habits is that you're, you are, you're rewiring your brain because your brain wants to optimize how you function yep. because it wants, your brain is taking in so much sensory observations. It, it's, it's freaking insane actually. Mm -hmm. um, and it wants to optimize that because it, it'd be too exhausting for the brain to be constantly thinking about what it's doing. If for lack of better words, I'll put it that way. So what the habit does is it allows you and your brain to move through a day and just perform without thinking. It kind of boils down to like how you drive a car. You mm -hmm. get your, you, you, when you get into your car and you drive, you just kind of do it. You're not thinking you're not thinking so deeply about what you're observing, right? Yeah. So the sooner that you start to build those pathways in your brain, the easier your habit's going to be, but you got to be consistent about it. And there's this like kind of concern that as you age, and th this is partly true, as you age, you start to lose the ability to, to learn new habits and things like that. But recent research is showing that neuroplasticity in our brains extends through our whole life. And yes, as you get older, it is harder when you get older to develop these habits, but it's not impossible. Um, oh man. <laughs> so what I would want to do is kind of summarize that little bit of habit, if that, if that would help. So um, habits form after repeated action because our brains want to optimize effort. So the more you do something, the less thought and physical effort it will take to do something. However, it does take time to build up this optimization and it gets harder as we age, yet it's not possible. Um, I did mention neuroplasticity and what that is. It's just the ability of our brains to form and reorganize synaptic connections um uh which is this a process is why he's the science nerd, guys. <laughs> which is a process that sticks with us as we age um therefore we are capable of changing the way we think even as we age um but again the neuroplasticity does degrade so there is kind of this pressure to start now to start building these habits now because it's only it is only going to get harder but the earlier you develop the habits like you'll have it for your life like you might have to take a year of developing this habit of exercising, but after that year, it's only going to get easier. And then after that, you just do it. That's kind of what I was saying earlier with my fitness journey is that I didn't have a deep embedded joy in it, which I would, <laughs> I would advise to try to find that joy in exercising, but it may not come right away. But I stuck with the fitness journey for so long because I had a deep rooted habit. Like I just did it every single day because I had always done it. Mm -hmm. Right. And it makes you feel good. Yeah. And I feel like everyone, okay, I'm, I'm not going to be so broad. There is a trend to do. <laughs> there is a trend 
to have a New Year's New Year's life change, Resolution. right? Mm -hmm. And then it's uh, it's December first, and you're you're still coming off of Thanksgiving dinner, and you know you got Christmas dinner coming up, and you're like, you know what? After all this. I'm going to start my new year, healthy me, new year, new me. I'm going to do a fitness challenge and I'm going to stick with it. But while you're waiting for that challenge to start, which is about a month away because it's still December, you're eating bad. You're still kind of doing your regular habits and you're not really gearing yourself to get ready for it. And then when January 1st comes, you're like, eh, maybe not, maybe not. Like it's okay. So what I'm saying is capitalize on that initial energy. When you have that initial energy to make a change, that is when it's most potent. Get after it. Yeah. Even if like you you slept two hours the night before and you're tired or you're hungover or whatever it is, find some way to act on that energy. Yeah, for sure. But also remember, I don't know why I feel like I need to say this, but also remember that it is okay to rest. Mm -hmm. When I guess I don't, I don't know why I just feel the need to say that. No, that's because huge. Because it can become like, honestly, kind of what you just said, like, mm -hmm. even if you slept two hours or if you're hungover, like, me personally, if I'm hungover, I am not going to go work out because <laughs> it point. does not make me feel any better. And I feel like I'm going to barf the entire time. Yeah. So That's I'll just point. rest and enjoy that I went out and had fun with friends because they still have to have that balance in your life. That's a good But point. I 100% see what you're saying too. Mm -hmm. How even if you, yeah, you might be dead tired, but get out there and move when your body's like, hey, you should go move. That's right. That's a, that's a really good point. I'm being uh, probably yeah. overdramatic there. But well, I, I mean, you still make a good point, but for some reason I was like, ooh, but at the same time, it is okay. Only because I have had in the past clients where they're like, I went out, had fun with, had a good time with friends. And now I feel bad because now I'm behind because I drank and I didn't get my workout in. Mm. I'm like, Hey, listen, it's okay to have a balanced lifestyle because right. I go out and I have fun too. And I get off track. It's just important to get back on track and continue That's with right. those habits. That's right. Because you are going to fall off the horse. Mm -hmm. and you're In your own perception of your fitness journey, you're mm -hmm. going to fall off the horse. The thing that matters is how quick you get back on. Yeah. And so I want to – and rest is important because it's almost – would you – I don't know if you would agree. Rest is almost more important than the actual fitness journey. Like, and, yes, and, and, I agree. Right? Yeah. In regard to exercise specifically, like mm -hmm. if you're not giving yourself the rest days, which there for a long time I was not doing. Yeah. You felt like you needed to go every single day and do everything that you possibly could. Yeah. yeah. And then I would find a week where I'm like, I'm just so tired. I, I don't do anything for like a whole week. Yeah. And then it's kind of harder to get back on the horse in that regard. Yes. So with all of that, what we're saying is act on that energy, act on that moment of when your brain is like, hey, I feel like I should go do something. Mm -hmm. Go and do it. Mm -hmm. Because it does take a while for your body to create a habit. And your first couple weeks in the gym, you might not be like an all-star where you're getting all five workouts in. Yeah. It's going to take time. What's important, though, is that you just keep pushing because you're going to get addicted to how you feel after your workout. Mm -hmm. You're going to love That's the right. endorphins. You're going to feel good. You're going to feel great. And you're going to want to continue to feel that way. That's right. That's absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because... I don't know. In, in my idea of when you have the like that spark, that motivation, it, it's literally your body telling you like, hey, I want this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I remember when I first started in fitness and I was like, oh, my God, why don't, I don't understand why not everyone works out because you feel so good. And then people kind of get frustrated with you like, yeah, we get it. You feel great. 
But it's so true though. You feel so good after a workout. You're just like, I want everyone to experience this feeling. That's right. And it's really hard to not like want to put it on to everyone else. It's not to compete and tell like someone, oh, I'm better than that person because I work out. It's you just want them. Like I want everyone to feel as good as I feel Mm -hmm. all the time. That's right. I don't like when people are in pain. So I'm like, well, let me help you so you can feel good. Mm -hmm. So you can chase all of your kids around the house and not feel winded or tired. And then you have that energy to want to chase your kids around the house. That and there's, there's so many options for exercise. There is so many. And there's not, and that's another thing too, like there isn't one specific exercise that you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. You have to, that's where the joy comes in. You have to figure out what you enjoy doing Mm -hmm. and stick with it. I'm going back to that, the the hangover workout. I guess I don't work out on my hangovers either. (laughs) But one thing that I do really like to do is once I'm able to go out into society, because now that I'm getting older, it takes a little bit longer to actually recover. (laughs) 72 hours. (laughs) I go, right, dude, what is going on? Like two Uh two day hangovers, like what is going on? You just can't, well, for us, we don't drink a lot. And when we do, our metabolism is just like, what did you just do to me? (laughs) That's right. Liver. But I'll, I'll chug a... A lot of water and then i'll go and sit in a sauna and i don't know if it actually like i i that is a way to like get rid of toxins sweat it out mm-hmm. but that for me feels so good and i i chalk i chalk that up as a exercise <laughs> oh yeah i mean yeah i would too i went and sweat today now i'm gonna go take a nap that's right mm-hmm. so yes moral of the story is don't wait there's never a right time and no matter what your life consists of there's always time to do a little something in your day so now that we have talked about habits, um, let's go into some tips that we've had that we've built up over the years of our fitness journey. Um, what, what would be your first tip to maintaining a habit or your fitness journey? My first tip would be to start small with your workouts. Don't feel like you have to go crazy. Don't feel like you have to do hour workouts five days a week. Start with something like sitting in front of the TV at night and doing like a quick core workout or just simply stretching because a lot of us neglect stretching and that's a huge part of your fitness journey as well. Just start really small. Um, I like to tell my clients, maybe try like a 30 minute workout or even 15 minutes. It does not have to be crazy long because you don't want to overexert yourself to where you're really, really sore. And I have had that happen in the past where clients gotten really sore and then they get defeated and they don't want to work out. So start small and you will slowly progress from there. Mm-hmm. I love that you brought up the, even just the, the stretching is an exercise. The first time that I really ingrained that is when Dylan Hall came up and we were exercising with him and he is a lifter. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. And I was not used to that routine, but once a week or when we really needed it, we would de- like in depth stretch, like with the resistance bands and partner stretching. And it was, it's, that's exhausting. It <laughs> so it was exhausting, but it feels so good. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Um, my first tip would be to start with the end in mind. This first, um, this was first introduced to me from a book I read called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, The idea is to imagine what you will look like. I I guess if you're talking about a fitness journey or like a bodily image, um, imagine what you will look like and what you will be doing when you reach your fitness goals. So like if you're going to be like playing with kids, like in in your older age or something like that, or hiking, you know, Mm -hmm. imagine what you will accomplish with your body. Um, With that in mind, build your habits accordingly. And get back on the horse when you fall off, as we've previously said, previously said, because you will Words fall off. Hard. They are hard. 
the faster you get back on, the quicker you will build those neural pathways that support your new habits. And um, it is also important to start. It is important to start with the end in mind because daily life can be distracting and having an end focus will keep your habits centered. Um, and once you reach your goals, your habits will have been built up through rigorous effort and your brain will be at peak optimization for your new healthy lifestyle. Um, one of those things, like the things that I think about is you won't have to talk yourself out of eating something you know you shouldn't because you have, you have built up that habit for so long and you haven't been getting distracted <clears throat> to where you won't be doing things like that and getting yourself to the gym, it'll just naturally happen. Mm -hmm. Totally agree with that. Um, another one would be to go with the flow of things. So say you have a 30 minute workout scheduled and all of a sudden you're running late, you're running behind. Now you only have 15 minutes instead of just giving up and saying, I'll just do a workout tomorrow. Give yourself those 15 minutes. I have done plenty of 15 minute workouts and a great tip for that 15 minute workout would be to maybe pick one or two exercises and just focus on those two for the full 15 minutes. I know a lot of us think, oh crap, I have 15 minutes. I need to go crazy. I need to do supersets. I need to run around with my head cut off. That is not the case. Just slow it down and really pick two compound movements and hit both of those. And you've basically just did a full body workout in 15 minutes. So just don't give up no matter what your time frame is. Go with the flow. Change it up. Don't feel like you are breaking your routine mm. by not getting in your full workout. You're still getting there no matter what. Mm -hmm. No, I big time agree with that. And I feel like Brexton, not so much anymore, but I feel like both of us. But we, we would fall into that if we didn't hit a workout in a day according to our plan that we had set up. Mm -hmm. Then we were failures and then we should just give up entirely. But no, I like that. Yeah, you're definitely not failing at all because you're still getting into the gym. Yeah. The uh, the second thing that I would say is to do your research and take nothing at face value. There are thousands of diets and thousands of biohackers and Instagram models mm -hmm. and all the like. And the thing that is really unfortunate about the uh, information world that we live in is that there's a, a million ways to support an idea and a million ways to uh, tear it down. Yep. So that makes it difficult. That makes it really difficult to try a new trendy diet or any of these other things. Um, so to not get into so much detail on how to really accomplish um, researching things, do your research, take nothing at face value. And if you're curious about something, try it out. But I don't know, I guess I would advise against diving so head first into something because it might be, it might compromise your body. Your body might react in, in a negative way. So what do you think about that? Don't dive so head first into something. I feel like that's kind of, it goes against some kind of tips because you would almost want to advise someone to just dive right in, right? Yeah, I feel like you're kind of going against yourself on that. I one. am a little because bit. you are the type of person <laughs> who finds something and you dive head in yeah. and you commit to it and you're like, I feel good. Like you experiment with it. That's right. I guess I do every single time. But I feel like the reason why I'm saying don't dive head first in because that's what I do every single time. But even though I've been lucky and I haven't hurt my body, I haven't compromised myself, I find the things that work within like a diet routine. Mm -hmm. And then I implement that into my daily life. So with the Bulletproof diet, which is predominantly keto, mm -hmm. um, I dived so heavily into that. And I don't really have anything bad to say against it because I didn't do it for that long. But ultimately, I just didn't enjoy it after a time 
But what I did Why didn't you enjoy it? For for okay, for me it was easy, but the the food was too restricting for Brexton and she doesn't like to be restricted on food. She likes to have options and freedom and it feels like if something is being restricted, then it she makes you not want to do. Mm-hmm. She make well, it makes her want so like we kind of said this before is it that you want it, more. it makes you want the thing more and then yeah. Um, but the thing that I did take away from it that is going to sound ridiculous, but I still do it because I love it. And I think there is. No, you're not going to say you like your butter and your coffee. I love my butter and coffee. Uh, I love the butter and coffee. I think it gives me a cognitive advantage. I think it is fueling my brain and it is good. Oh, you drive me crazy (laughs) with this topic. I swear. You know what's nuts about it too? Cause that's like, that's like breakfast. That's a heavy breakfast because you put a tablespoon of uh, MCT oil in it and that's like 150 calories and then your tablespoon of butter, which is like- you're putting fat bombs (laughs) in your coffee. But it's such a healthy fat. There's some interesting research that that is what your brain needs. But so far- Just put your butter on your toast. Put it on the coffee because (laughs) apparently, even though it still breaks a fast, it still allows your body to be in autophagy. I don't understand it fully. I don't even believe it that it actually works in that fasting regard. Mm-hmm. But what it does for me is that it also it gives me the caffeine boost, but it gives me this cognitive boost to where I can focus on my work. Yeah. It keeps me satiated and I don't need that second cup of coffee. That's ultimately what it does for me. Hmm. So it's interesting. That's an interesting one. But do your research. Don't take anything at face value is the uh, second tip I'd have. Yeah. And it is okay to dive deep into something if you find that you're very passionate about it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, I go back on what I said. Thank you for getting on me. I'm like, like, yeah. All right. If you if you if you've got the energy and you're fired up about something, di- dive on in. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like when you get into bodybuilding and you're very confused. The first thing I did was obviously I went to you and Ethan, but I read a ton of articles. I listened to a ton of podcasts. I dove deep into it. Mm-hmm. So I have nothing against that. All right, guys. Well, that's it for the podcast. Those are our tips that we have for you. Um, Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We're going to get a lot better as time goes on. We hope to keep bringing you some knowledge and laughs and just an overall good time. How many more times can I say and? But there we go. There you have it. We will see you guys on the next one. Instead of and, we give you a butt. (laughs) All right.